Hey, I'm Neil Diamond Cutter. Yeah, I'm drinking a booze. We doing a dirty down here, Australian style. Yeah. All right, everybody, taking time out before we get this show started that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Dragonimos be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. They got beans. They got lots of great stuff encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and Hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, use the code Drinking at Mo's, get 10% off, and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking the Mo's. Big Mo here. You know the drill by now. YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff because it helps with that pain in the ass YouTube algorithm where most places you can find your audio podcast too. Today, I'm excited to have with me. He's got a pretty big, uh, pretty big month coming up here, especially with H2O. Neil Diamond Cutter, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, man. Just enjoying some well needed rest time off. That's, you know. Oh yeah, no. With the with the schedule, a lot of a lot of your fellow wrestlers, whether it be national TV or in, independent, with the schedule you guys keep, yeah, a little a little time to rest up every now and then definitely helps. I would imagine. Yeah, jet lag's a bitch. Oh. I live right in the middle of the country, so like no matter which way I go, I either got to drive a piss long way or. I got to hop on a plane, and those aren't cheap. Yeah, I I live in Omaha, so yeah, you have some I, kind of idea what I mean. Yeah, no, I definitely do, and especially with you know the world of you know death match wrestling, it seems like all of the big places for that are either well West Coast or mostly over East Coast. It doesn't seem like there's that uh, big of a selection for, you know, us in the middle of the country. The only one I can think of, I'm guessing, is getting shut down because the promoter retired. Yeah, mid-death pro. Carver oh. retired. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I think injuries piled up and it just got to the point where it just, <laughs> from my understanding of it, I know the, the only one of those shows I ever actually got to go to, I actually won a raffle for an event used item signed by everybody and didn't know it until he walked up to me afterwards and, well, it was half a door. So I got it propped up here next to my collection shelf. First time my wife saw it, there's a, still a blood spot on there. And she's like, is that blood? And I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> Gotta love disinfecting spray. Yeah. That's all you need, and that settles her down. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I'm not touching it, and here's some spray just to show you. Like, see, you're good. <laughs> yep. I now, usually write on people's shit, like, uh, clone me. Just be stupid, because <laughs> I'm like, you don't want the technology to do that, but that'd be funny. That that oh. would be. That would be pretty damn funny. Now, first thing i like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan, and then what got you started, you know, when you finally decided to make the leap into the business? Uh, both happened in the same same match, and that was the first time I ever saw Glacier. Like, just that okay. caught me as far as, like, a character. Like, I loved Mortal Kombat. I loved violent stuff. Oh. And, like, uh, you know, he just, as a, I think, eight- or nine-year-old kid, like, that was cool, you know? Oh, yeah. And just to see the progression of everything as everything went, like, I think the one of the next matches I saw was, like, Jericho versus Rey Mysterio or something on some random Nitro. And, like, I think he was – or he was he may have been feuding with Delinko at the time. Mm. But uh, it was just really funny to see him and his size, and he actually inspired me to actually get in the ring and, like, try to do this, you know. And just things escalated, and the way I am, I love – used to love horror movies and stuff like that Mm. and kind of gory – and it kind of just led its natural progression as far as companies go and seeing, like, how violent things can be. Oh, yeah. No, I can... That that makes sense, because I've I've been lucky enough to... Excuse me. Talk with a bunch of people in, in death matches. I have a few items from some of the people. I got a wrestling buddy from John Wayne Murdoch up there. Uh, I... My first one was actually Alex Cologne, and I actually have signed ring-worn kick pads of his. Oh, yeah. So, the some of them that I've been able to talk to, they yeah, they have uh, that uh, love of, you know, spooky horror movies and that stuff. Yeah. I, d- depending on what type, because there's all sorts of, horror movies out there. I'm more of like the, the slasher guy, like, you know, Michael Myers, Jason, and that sort of stuff. The, the demonic stuff, that, that stuff, no, that stuff scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, just when it gets to a certain level of, like, gruesome, I'm like, this doesn't do nothing. Like, all it does is, like, legit make me, like, with me getting older, just as time goes on, like, I just don't like looking at certain things. I've seen too much in my life to be like, I don't really <laughs> care to look at that. Like, I'm okay. Like, let's keep the good times going and let's laugh. Let's not. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the old school slasher films. And, you know, I'm a 90s kid. So I grew up with all the Jasons and, you know, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Pinhead, all those guys. Oh, but, yeah. like. Once you get into snuff film kind of stuff where it's like hostile and green hell and stuff, I'm oh, like, mm, I've seen Faces of Death. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, yeah. I can, I can agree with you there. I'm definitely more, you know, the, like I said, the Jason, Michael Myers, that sort of thing. Yeah. Those are fun kind of films because they're not like too serious, you know, for the yeah. most part. Same with yeah. Freddy or Michael Myers. Like at some point, it becomes like, well, what's really going on here? Like, hmm. yeah, you know, 
yeah, definitely some of the stuff is just like you mentioned some of the ones you were talking about. Yeah, that that stuff just a little like okay, I'm gonna turn the channel. Yeah, yeah. Like I already have fucked up thoughts about the world and shit when I'm trying to go to sleep. I don't need to think about hostile too. <laughs> yeah, that, that that one was messed up. But uh one thing that I was curious when doing my my uh homework for the episode is I I noticed some uh Australia stuff and Australia seems to be kind of emerging a little bit more as of late in you know when it comes to death matches i've seen a lot more of it lately because you know when when you think of you know meccas of death match wrestling it's you know you think of like japan and some of the crazy shit they pulled off there or you know some of the stuff out east with you know czw and gcw's pulled off some crazy shit yeah. And then, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen online with Australia's kind of getting up there and being pretty wild lately. Yeah, they, uh, it's a, I got a funny story about them. So we okay, did an yeah. Aussie shitstorm deathmatch with them. Mm. And like, it that, was me and, that me was and, actually um, where I was wanting to go. Go to? All right, cool. Them. All right. So it's me versus James Hartness. Uh, and James is fucking funny. He's such an emo kid. Like he's such going to Australia was like going back in time a little bit as far as people's personalities. Like I felt like I was back in high school and everyone was emo, <laughs> you know, like just everyone was just kind of down on themselves a little bit. I'm just like, why, why, why is why is so, everyone so negative here? Like, stop it. <laughs> You're all beautiful people. Stop it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, like I told, uh, or Joel asked me what I wanted. And I was like, wasn't doorknobs one of the things that you did when you were here? And he's like, yeah, but I did that as the joke towards Akira. And I'm like, no, I want a whole round for a shitstorm, just doorknobs. And he's like, mate, that's crazy. And I'm like, I know, it's a shitstorm. <laughs> like, I'm coming to make a point, man. Like, you know, I'll, I'll find a way to, to make it work. I get the doorknobs. No, they didn't get doorknobs. They just ended up getting like rocks. They're like, oh. but there's rocks. The commentary team was really funny because they were like, uh, but there's rocks all around the world. He's like, yeah, but these are Australian rocks. They're native to here. <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> such a great cover. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wild. Because that the name of that match was something that piqued my curiosity. Because oftentimes I've seen when, you know, looking up death match footage some of the names of these things it's like how the hell do you come up with that well like the shit storm i've been doing for a few years now and like i just find people that want to do them and i'm like all right let's do a shit storm and like usually at h2o i'd have done like four of them now h2o like people look at me like man you're doing a shit storm i'm like yeah sorry <laughs> you know because they know i'm gonna make a complete another mess out of the ring when we did the tag team one uh, you saw how messy that ring was. Like we're sliding around because there was so much shit in there. Hence why it's a shit storm. You know, it's just nothing but shit just everywhere, you know? And I always tell everyone at HGO, like, sorry guys, I'm having a shit storm. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so it's funny because they just laugh at me like, that's your rib, isn't it? And I'm like, not intentionally, but yeah, it's pretty good. The rib, isn't it? 
no, that it, that was pretty wild. I know, you know, before we get into H2O, you kind of the whole going along with the shitstorm sort of thing. The first ever what I call legit death match, and not one of those, you know, it's like a basically a hardcore match that just gets the name death match slapped on it. Kind of like a yeah. lot of what some of the Texas death matches that AEW puts on. I, I love AEW, but that's the one part that gets me there. But the first one that I ever actually got to see was actually at Sammy Callahan's promotion, Wrestling Revolver, and it was uh, Jake Chris versus Joel Bateman, and it followed a multi-person Monsters Ball match, so there was already shit all over. Yeah, yeah, debris. Yeah, and they were getting ready to clean it up. Jake rolls in, it's like, Fuck it, leave it, let's go. And then they just add more. Jake's ready to go home. (laughs) Jake's ready to go home to the shower. (laughs) Man, I have a category in here where I, well, a little preview. I ask about some crazy moments in wrestling for you. One that I witnessed was actually in that match, and it was the ending where they, they took Four metal folding chairs, bridge, two panes of glass, and then Bobby, you know, that's with Jake there, he rolls in, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He pulls out a thing of lighter fluid, and they light the glass on fire. Yeah. So, that, that was my, <laughs> that was nerd, my nerd day in the office to... for us. Hmm? <laughs> Welcome to the death matches. <laughs> That was my introduction, my first one I ever got to witness live. Just knowing the type of talent that Sammy brings in, I would love to go and do some shit with Revolver. That, that I think it'd be, be pretty memorable. That that would be epic. Because, yeah, they do bring in a lot of great talent. I, hell, this last, this last weekend, I believe it was this last weekend, at uh, one of their Ohio shows, their Dayton, Ohio shows, Alex Cologne and RSP Ricky Shane Page won the tag titles. Uh, I don't follow indie wrestling anymore. Like, I haven't followed in a while. Like, when I take my breaks and rests and stuff, like, I take it for me. So I try to, like, if a match comes out or whatever, like, I'll rewatch a match or something like that. But I try to stay kind of out of wrestling. No, so. and, you know, with the with the way a lot of wrestling can be, I can understand that because it can get kind of crazy out there. But no. I bring up those two winning the tag titles there because you know, with talking about the the talent that Sammy brings in there, and you know, talking about stuff that could you know potentially be pretty epic figure mixing it up with hell either one of those two i would be pretty damn epic yeah i've always wanted to fight clone in a death match and like at slave of death this year i was like pussy clone doesn't want to do death match with neil cutter what a bitch you know and just (laughs) giving him shit and he's being nice because my birthday (laughs) he's like god damn you're avoiding me and i'm like no you're avoiding me bitch like no, Mister Best in the World, but da 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 da. You know, he's giving <laughs> shit about his popularity. You know, fucking just normal ribbing stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. 
but yeah, like I would definitely like to face him. I faced Ricky at uh, the 2018 King of Death in a triple oh. threat. Yeah, so, I think I remember seeing that one. Yeah, I was saying that one was really good because uh, I got to show off like my high flying stuff. Ricky did my uh, tilt to whirl fucking Russian leg sweep like really good on a shopping cart. So John Calvin uh, or JC Rodden didn't didn't kill me. <laughs> he tombstone <laughs> me and knocked me out, but he didn't kill me. So <laughs> yeah, and you know going back into H two O, they got a pretty big weekend coming up here towards the end of the month. As of well, excuse me, I love my Dr Pepper, but it gives me the burps like crazy. <laughs> yeah, me too, what? brother. I drink it like Bro. water. If you yeah. ask anyone in wrestling, there's only three things to sustain me. Cigarettes, soda, and marijuana. <laughs> but as we I were don't saying. I food. Yeah. <laughs> so as we were saying, they got a big weekend coming up. Two shows in the weekend. And uh, one of them being Matt Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament, which you've been announced for, which... Matt Tremont's tournament's turning out to be one of, like, the big deathmatch tournaments of the year. And there's been quite a bit of talent that's been announced for that so far. Yeah, I think all 16 have been announced. Yeah, because Mickey Knuckles is the last one. Yeah, I was wanting to say, yeah, she just got announced. So, yeah, I think the whole, yeah, the whole field has probably been announced. The only one that kind of threw me off was Tim Dunst. I was like, what the fuck is Tim coming for? I'm like, what? What? That's left field. Yeah. Deathmatch yeah. tournament? I don't remember yeah. Tim doing a whole lot of death matches, but I guess he has. So my memory yeah. slips on him sometimes. Yeah, hell. <laughs> I, I know my memory sometimes. I, I've i had trouble remembering what the hell I had for lunch. So, I mean. Right. Some days you're just busy. No, most definitely. So, what are you looking forward to with uh, that tournament this year? Anytime I go up, I'm just happy to face like some of the H2O kids. Like I, I'd like Bradley or Ross. Like, give Ooh. me a challenge, give me a big dude. I want to beat the fuck out of a big guy. <laughs> I got little man syndrome. So, oh, cool, very cool. Hey, yeah. they brought jerks. They beat up man, <laughs> they jerks. They're the only ones out of that, like, collective group that I haven't, like, gotten a chance to whoop their ass. So I don't have a tag partner, and they're a little big for little old me. I I might have to get the frying pan. Yeah, Ross is a pretty – he's a pretty big dude. Dude, they're both fucking huge. Oh, yeah. They're They're both both massive men. Oh, most definitely. I can take them, though. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I've, I've been lucky enough as of late, and I got a few more in the coming month or so of getting talked with a bunch of the H2O talent. I know here, I think I wanted to say it's the the week of that uh, big H2O weekend, I actually got uh, Leroy Robinson and TJ Reno. I got their episodes getting ready. <laughs> Saying, ask, I, uh, what are you saying? Will this come out before, uh, before this, Leroy's? This will be out after. After? 
Okay. I was going to say, I got a few questions for you to give them, just to give them shit, but I don't want to say yeah. them if you're not, if you already talked to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I already did those ones. It was, oh God, I'm trying to even remember when the hell that was. I've, I've talked to so many people as of late. I, if nobody cancels in November on me, I only need to schedule one more for December and I will have reached my 200th episode. Oh, nice. You just started this year? Uh, God, when have, it's been a little over a year. I'm approaching year two. Oh, okay. It's impressive. And that's a lot of interviews. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been some. I know next month there's at least one week where I have one a day, Monday through Friday. And I think there's not a week next month where I don't have one schedule that I don't have at least three scheduled in, in the week, Monday through Friday. I got you. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I try just, to... The only thing I got left this year is uh, this October weekend for H2O and then my UK trip and then I'm done for the year. Like, I don't know if I'm Doing anything for December? I just, eh, just waiting to see what people say. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I, because not only with the uh, the big H two O weekend, not only are you in the tournament, but you're also in. I believe it's. I might have mispronounced it. One of the last times I talked about this show, I think Bound by Blood. The week, the day after the Deathmatch tournament, you got. That's the day before. Day before, okay, I got yeah. I got the two mixed up, but I bound knew it by was blood. one one yeah, bound by blood. You gotta <laughs> match on that one too. You gotta bounce that bound. You gotta bounce that bound, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if they announced my match or not for that. I think they just did like a day or two ago. Yeah, like I think so. What is it? Declan Grant, maybe? Yeah, yeah, then they announced it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what our stipulation is, but whatever. It don't matter to me. I'll turn it into a death match regardless. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did that it. to Leroy, so. <laughs> so he had no fucking clue what was about to happen to him, and I was just like, mm, this dude. <laughs> he he mentioned some stuff to me about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, he talking on me. No, no, he wasn't talking shit. It was all all good, but it was. Man, that dude cold clocked me with his forearm, dick. (laughs) (laughs) He just remembered some of the stuff. He was definitely caught off guard. Oh yeah, saying headbutts are a bitch, (laughs) especially when you have a hard head like me and you don't care what happens to your brain. I'll fuck someone (laughs) up, just whack. Oh man, like speaking of headbutts in wrestling, I remember. The outside H2O, I remember one of the first New Japan shows I ever watched. Uh, I believe, uh, I forget who one of the guys was, but the other one was Tomohiro Ishii. And I remember it was uh, a headbutt, and like you could literally hear the bone on bone just smack. And I'm like, God damn. There's a few of them with uh, Brian Danielson and. Nigel McGinnis, where you just hear the mm. crack, 
is just nasty. I didn't, I was not a big fan of like, just in general, like I don't mind headshots. Like I'll take an unprotected headshot, but like, I'll probably have my arm up. Probably not this one anymore since it got broke, but <laughs> I'll put the other one up now. So that <laughs> took me a while to get used to, but yeah, again, but I'll take a chair shot. It just depends on how they're going to hit me. Like if they tell me that they're going to do a certain thing and have it open up, I'm like, okay, I trust you. You know, I don't hit people like hard with like super hard objects. I don't want to jar their spine. I'm not trying to make people uh, paraplegics, you know? Yeah, that that would uh, be a little rough. Now, you kind of mentioned this goes along the line of my next question I had in my notes here. You kind of mentioned some of the stuff you have next. You had a UK trip coming up. What, uh, yeah, here, talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going out for uh, Bleeding's Gum and like opening show. I don't know what they're called, inaugural show, I guess. Okay. Um, I got a four way with Danny Darko, uh, Big Joe, and Michael Caden. So I still got to do a promo for that, and I'm just gonna act like lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love some of those those promos from lots of people where that you're just like, God dang, that guy's nuts. It's just funny because I've heard people bitch about like doing the selfie promos and I'm like, I'm the only person who does that anymore. Like <laughs> now now I just think it's personal. If anyone says it from now on, I'm just gonna be like, That's a personal shot of me, man. Like, come on. I'm just <laughs> a poor guy with no friends. <laughs> You leave me alone. <laughs> now, I have two categories here that I kind of like to round stuff off with. One's a name game where I try to theme it towards the guests. And these ones, at least from the match listings I saw when I was doing my homework, these are each people that you've shared a ring with or at least shared a locker room with. And coincidentally, the first three are each former guests of the show. Okay, let's do this. And you, you give me first thoughts when you hear the name. That basically how this category works. All right. First one, the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch. <laughs> Fucking hippie. <laughs> 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 loves his rabbits. Loves his little little guinea pigs. You know, like it's super cute. I love John. Oh yeah, like, I got I've, I've done a lot of like goofy, brutal shit with John, and yeah, yeah, John's a a good dude. I'm, at, I'm very happy for him and and the path that he's been taking with his career. Like, it, good for him. Like, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. He's he's definitely a machine with the schedule that he keeps. That's for sure. I know. Yeah. Took, I mean, there was also some personal stuff with me when it came to getting him on the podcast but it took me damn near a year but we finally got it done yeah dude john's so busy like if he's not doing wrestling stuff he's doing family stuff yeah you know yeah there was at least one time we had to reschedule because of a family thing i'm like dude family first don't even yeah exactly next up this guy was an entertaining talk for me Madman Pondo. <laughs> Such a jolly person. I love Pam Pondo. 
Like, it was so funny. One day, we're just sitting in a locker room, and he looks over. He's like, Neil, how long have you been working? I told him. And he's like, how long have we known each other? He's like, I think since this day, I think. And uh, my buddy Lenny was just happened to be at the same show. And uh, he looked over, and he's like, we met him at this show because that was the first time I worked him. I was like, okay, cool. You know, and uh, like, we've gone this long, and we've never worked. I'm like, I know weird right yeah he's like you never tried to pitch it i'm like believe me i pitched it pitches all kinds of different places question is why didn't you big guy mr superstar you know he's kind of turned it on him and he's just like god damn it and then eventually he came up to me at uh the circus show and he was like looks like we finally get our match i'm like yeah look at that hmm. surprise <laughs> surprise you know like just yeah just poking fun at each other i love fucking oh, Oh, super, like, super fun. Always positive attitude. You know, I've never really seen him like pissed off. Yeah. So I can say the same. I've d- I had plenty of great interactions with him getting to, you know, do the show. And he, it was definitely an entertaining talk for sure. Yeah. He's a, he's a real interesting guy. He's like a man with a thousand stories. Oh, most definitely. And I got to hear quite a few of them. Next up, this guy was one of the more recent guests of the show, Low Life Louie. <laughs> yeah, brother. Don't worry, I got this. Like, uh, Louie, like, he just brings a smile to my face every time he talks. Hey, Neil, how you doing, brother? Like, just <laughs> such, a, such a good dude. Fucking, always fucking drinking, always got a loco in his hand. Like, the dude's just loco. a beast. I'm surprised he hasn't given me shit about the uh, Deathmatch Down Under tournament yet because there was a uh, dildo involved. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I haven't. Well, he does, I don't think he watches wrestling like, like you know, some people do. So yeah. I should ask his son about it. His son probably watched it. He's probably going to be like, Neil, you got to face my dad? No. Like, <laughs> it doesn't mean there's going to be a bunch of dicks there. <laughs> like, I'm a serious wrestler guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you know what? I think I actually ended up here at least hearing something about that moment. I'm like, oh god, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. The whole crowd uh, in Australia, fucking, they all as soon as uh, it all happened, like they just instantly started cheering for it. And I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> that that's when you know you got them. Yep. I'm like, ah, I can win this. It doesn't matter if they're a tag team or not. Yep. So. <laughs> now, last but not least for this category, somebody, this person has not been on the show. I would not turn them down. Sage Sin. Sweetheart. Like, I've known her for a long time. Uh, like, her and her husband, like, became, like, pretty much my only wrestling friends when I lived out in Phoenix and like, they would always bring me out and have me, you know, treat me with, with the proper respect. And just over time we become friends and like, I'll do what I can to help her whenever I can. If anyone asks about like female wrestlers, I always tell them Mickey Knuckles, Randy West and Sage Sin, probably the safest workers in America as far as no. death matches go. Like they're crazy too. <laughs> so oh yeah, and it all kind of works out a little bit. Sage is oh. super busy, so oh yeah, very happy for her. Oh, most definitely. 
you know, you bring up one other person. I'm actually, unless something happens, I'm actually supposed to be talking with her here in the next week or so. Randy West, I'm actually going to be talking with her for the show. I was about to get nervous. I thought you were going to say making knuckles. <laughs> like, she's going to hit on you. <laughs> I, I've talked with her about coming on, but it's been a while because, you know, the schedule that she keeps. Yeah, she's matching pretty busy up, too. Matching up with, you know, when I'm able to record. Sometimes weekends for me can be a little tricky with figuring out, okay, do I got a yeah, family thing yeah. here or what's going to happen? So it just, it hasn't worked out yet there. Yeah, I totally get it. So uh, uh, Randy West, like she's one of my rocks in wrestling. Like if I ever have like any kind of doubt, like I go to her and Schwartzy and just ask like, Hey, what do you think of this? And they're like, stop being stupid. <laughs> so, so yeah, like the, those two like are a combo pack to me. Like you get one, yeah. you get both. Oh, like, yeah. they're they're invaluable in my career. Like they've helped me out quite a bit, like just health wise and like outside of wrestling and whatnot. So, like I owe them an unpayable debt. I love them to death. They're the best. Oh yeah, I've I've known a few people that have. Uh, well, actually, one in particular that's actually gone up against Randy West over at I believe it was Mid Death Pro. But uh, it's it's been a while, but I don't even think I've told him about having her on. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when I actually get to tell him. There you go. All right, now this next category: some random questions. Some might be wrestling related. Some might not be. I just give you the question. You give me the answer. I never really know which questions i'm no gonna put worries. i never know what i'm putting in here until i'm putting my notes together no you're good man i, I always like a good challenge every interview is a challenge for me so Dang. no worries we got this no yeah we got this all right first questions one of the few that i like to keep in here as much as possible because i love hearing the stories behind it craziest in-match moment for you uh, like, what kind of subcategory are we going with? Like, shocking, like, dangerous, crazy, like, shocking, dangerous, whatever first comes to mind. I don't know. <laughs> like, looking back and like thinking about it, like, Probably whenever I pull out a piece of glass like that I can visibly see and like seeing how deep it comes like out and like Ooh. tacks usually I'm like fuck and like as I pull them out I'm like oh man that's actually kind of deep you know <laughs> uh, when I faced uh, I can't remember his fucking name I fought him at a midwest or mid death pro can't remember what his name was but uh, we jumped off the stage I grabbed him and just yanked him off with me kind of a if, you, if I'm going down, you're coming with me kind of thing. I've been ah. doing that a lot lately. And uh, we had bits of carpet strips out there. And, like, one went, like, way deep into my fucking forearm or elbow some point, somewhere in this area. And, like, I pinned him, one, two, three. And I literally lifted my arm up. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
you know, and pull, started pulling it out and like didn't realize how deep it really was. I was like, fuck, that's not a very smart idea. I should keep them together. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll keep chopping them up. <laughs> yeah, those those can do some damage, that's for sure. Now, next one, I like to ask a lot of the guy, the deathmatch guys that I've had on this question. What is a weapon you would like to avoid being used in a match if you had the choice? Cactus. Cactus. Fuck cactuses. I pulled 50, like 57 to 20, uh, 72 of them out of my fucking head after me and Dale Patrick's like, no, I'm good. Never again. Oof. No. <laughs> you know, if I can't see it, I, it annoys me. So any cuts I get on my back and stuff, usually I can tell if it's a cut or a rash or, or a gash yeah. or whatnot. But like cactus needles, nah, I don't want to fuck with them ever again. Oh, nope. God. Oh, thank you. I'd rather get gorilla pressed on the skewers than fucking yeah. cactus. Yeah. I've heard a hand, there's been a handful of people that have actually said stuff like toothpicks. That's one that they would like to avoid. Yeah, yeah, those are nasty too. Yeah, because it was like the people. Some people have compared them to skewers, but it's like you get the skewers; those are a little significantly longer. The toothpicks, like you might luck out and get the whole thing, but then you <laughs> might not. You break yeah, the very the tip of it piece. might not. Yeah, nope. you might break yeah. off the wrong piece, and it's dude. I was in a match where it was a bed of nails match, and I looked at them. And I'm like, "Who made it?" Because I wanted to see this fucking thing before we went out. And fucking the spacing between the nails were like the width of my hand. Oh, jeez! Like, yeah, and I, and they were only paired up by two. And I was like, "How am I supposed to bump this?" <laughs> I looked at the guy, and I'm like, "Who put this together?" He's like, "Grandpa." And I'm like. You didn't buy enough nails, bro. <laughs> you need like a hundred boxes of nails to make a nail board. I, cool. I, was I, gonna, know. I was gonna say because the times that I've seen the beds of nails used in a match, it's like there is a shit ton of nails in that damn thing. Yeah, there's usually like once say two fifty to five hundred nails. Oh, like, it's a lot say, and it's sturdy. Like a proper was, bed of nails is super stiff. I was gonna say, yeah. I any one that I've ever seen is like you can tell that thing's pretty solid. The only places I've seen that have like a safe, sturdy one that I've used multiple times in different matches is H two O and uh, uh, Primos out in Slave of Death in Denver. Mm. Okay, they, yeah. They always they always got a stable thing of nails, and every few years they replace it and get a whole brand new one. I'm like, oh wow. You guys are actually, like, on top of that. They love their beds and nails, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> now, earlier we kind of talked a little bit about being into, you know, horror movies. You know, what would you say favorite movie, whether it be, whether it be horror or, you know, whatever it might be, whatever genre? What, favorite movie? Yeah. Oh, Jurassic Park. Okay, I, I can't easy. argue with that. So it was the first movie I saw without my mom, so it was like that first like glimpse of independence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like just 
the whole thing just captivates you. You know, it takes you back to being a kid and stuff. Like, or for me, it does. You know, I'm nearly 40, so that takes me back. Well, there you go. But yeah, yeah. like, uh, like just that movie to me is perfect. I know it has its flaws and like logic reasons, but like I've read the book Jurassic Park. I've read the, the sequel to that. You know, I love Michael Crichton. He's the only like real author I'll read outside of like Shakespeare. Like those yeah. I find entertainment, those I just get lost in. So, oh, yeah. as weird as that sounds. No, hey, yeah. it makes perfect sense. I know I I have vivid memories of going to see Jurassic Park in the theaters in my hometown. And the it's literally a tiny three-screen theater. And the one that had Jurassic Park, they literally had that big, you know, date things set up right in mm. front of the door i'm like oh dude this is awesome <laughs> and you know Same, bringing, yeah. up, uh, bringing up the you know books i know i haven't been able to find too many that you know kept my attention because it does yeah. it does take one for me to make it all the way through to it needs to really catch my attention because then if not, I end up nodding off partway through, and then I'll, like, forget where I was, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. See, like, that's why I like uh, Michael Crichton's books, because he times it out to where, like, if you gotta stop, you can put a bookmark or whatever down and, like, just keep reading the next page that you were on and just continue where you were. Eventually, you'll remember the story of what's going on eventually. You know, so I can put it down. Like, I got Terminal Man that I only read in airports. You know, I, if I got time, I'm just going to read. Might as well, yeah. you know. No, and that, that That's definitely a sign of a good author right there, being able to, you know, have a have a series of books like that because he's definitely done a good yeah. job. Yeah, I think he's got, like, 20 novels to his list. I read over half of them. Like, yeah, he... A good solid writer. Like I try to get into the novel, or not the novel, the uh, like fantasy kind of stuff, like Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff. I try getting into that and Warhammer, but just there's just so much going on. I don't want to start at zero with something, and it's like the middle of a universe. Like yeah. uh, I don't want to spend that much time learning about it. <laughs> no, you know, I, I can totally understand you there. Now, with this next question, I would feel weird if I did not have a question like this on here with the name of a show like Drinking at Moe's. Favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic or non or one of each, because I've had plenty of people on that for one re- reason or another don't drink, so I, I try to be respectful of it. Well, was it? I usually just drink Dr. Pepper. That- I can't argue there. Um, was if if I'm actually having a, a like just a beer with someone, like I'll try any kind of beer. Um, it's the hard liquors I, I stay away from. Like you know, in Australia, I had a few beers while I was there, but it's literally like the first couple of days I had a couple of beers, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay. I'm yeah. like, I don't need another beer, and everyone was real respectful of it. You know, basically anyone I wanted to drink a beer with, I drank a beer with. You yeah. know. Like, uh, when I went to Japan, one of the first places we went to, I think it was the second night I was there, 
Yeah, second night I was there, we went to Kobashi's bar. And wow. I, of course, I had a beer or two with him, and he had a snake vodka and got to sign one of the boards and stuff. Like, that was super mm. cool, you know, but I didn't drink for the rest of the time I was there. So. Okay. You know. No, that, that that's cool. You know, I know my my wife tends to tell me I have a Dr. Pepper problem. I tell her, well, <laughs> only time I have a problem is if I don't have any. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a a commercial or a meme where it's like a hundred year old, hundred and two old lady. And they're like, "What's the secret to living so long?" She's like, "One drink of Dr Pepper every day." I've actually heard about stuff like that. I know I've had one person send me a meme where it was like a shit ton of Dr Pepper seat belted, buckled in. To the back of a car and it like the whole back seat was just filled with Dr. Pepper and talking about only packing the essentials. <laughs> Hell yeah. So so, I didn't find out that the gas station next to me uh, don't sell one liter of Dr. Pepper no more and I was like well lost my sale. Well damn. <laughs> a lot of places are stopped carrying the one liters. I guess they're just not profiting off of them. Hmm. So I, I, I can I can see it. I don't tend to see too many of the one liters getting getting sold anymore. So the, Man, I, the, I used the to buy them all the time. Truck stops have them, and that's all I care about. At <laughs> least stop at truck stops if I'm driving anywhere. Oh yeah, no truck stops would definitely be one place I think would still have them for sure. Yeah. Now, last but not least. What is the best advice you have for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Uh, find a school that has, like, good credentials. You know, make sure it has, like, good trainers that are going to make sure that you learn what you need to know in the ring and outside the ring. Like, one thing that I really wish I would have learned better over time was, like, like, how to actually manage, you know, my, my merch and stuff like that to where Ooh. I could streamline them and kind of – have a much better understanding than just put it in a mailbox and mail it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, like that, that's the hardest thing that I've always had trouble with. Like I got to mail a friend of mine, some stuff that uh, I brought back from Australia and just keep forgetting about it. <laughs> so yeah, I, after actually after this, I'm planning on boxing it up and making sure it's, it's sealed up and whatnot. So it should be there by the time you release this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Coincidentally, I've actually ran into kind of a similar situation with a couple shirts that a good friend of mine in California wanted me to get him and his wife from a show up here. And I'm like, I have them. But I keep on getting sidetracked on getting the damn thing set out. <laughs> Saying, yeah, it, there's usually something to do. I'm usually getting called into work early in the morning. So, you know, I, yeah. it just slips sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And my job recently got moved to almost about an hour away. And I, by the time I get home, Honestly, I don't really feel like leaving the house most of the time. <laughs> I get it. 
saying this is my first like actual I'm supposed to have two days off, but I got a feeling I'm gonna get called in tomorrow. Like we just have a lot of kids and one of them has COVID right now, so they're trying to fill spots and I'm just like I don't care. But yeah, then I, I realized like I can't go in tomorrow. I have to go over to Alton, Illinois to watch Gary J versus Mosada Tanaka. Ooh, that one's gonna be epic. That one, yeah, that one's gonna be fucking brutal. Uh, I can't wait. Like, I don't care yeah. if I have to spend a hundred dollars Ubering there and back. I, I don't, I don't care. I have to go watch that. Oh so, yeah, I'm a huge Gary J fan, so I have I've, to be I've there for my friend. Gotta, oh, I've actually got to talk with him for the show too. Very cool, super good guy. Oh yeah, totally. That was a. I've been I've considered myself pretty lucky with some of the names that I've been able to have on. Like in a million years when I started this, would I have guessed that I would have had some of the names that I've had on when I've been watching them on like Fight TV and IWTV and like holy shit, these guys are awesome and then all of a sudden here I am talking to them. It's been wild. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that a few times uh, when people are like, oh, I can't believe I talked to Pondo. And I'm like, yeah, Pondo's a very easy guy to talk to. It's very nice. It's just the schedule usually align, you know? Yeah, that has been the thing with a lot of people is getting the schedules to align. But once you do and you get mm -hmm. it done, oh, man, it's fun. Like, I can't remember when we scheduled this. Y you Maybe know what? a month or two ago. You know what? I vaguely remember the day that we scheduled it because I remember messaging you and then literally in the process of me about to type something else out, somebody sends me a message with a screenshot because it was the day that uh, Bray Wyatt passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was about a month ago, wasn't it? It was, yeah, I'm wanting to say it was about that, yeah, because I remember us talking a little bit about, you know, the crazy fact of, you know, Terry Funk, and then literally the next day, Bray Wyatt, and it's like, yeah, so it's wild that things like that happen sometimes, yeah, like, I don't think it's a sign of anything, yeah, the rule of three has been changed since 2020, <laughs> No. Definitely. But yeah, it, it was just crazy because, you know, Terry Funk and then, you know, he would, he had been having failing hell. So it was like, yeah, people, like Terry people, Funk wasn't really surprising. Yeah. Like, Ray Wyatt was surprising. He, definitely because he was, I'm wanting to say, just a couple years. If, maybe just a year younger than me. And then it was like, holy shit. Like just hearing about it. I'm like, it, it definitely spooked me a little bit. You know, somebody that <laughs> close to my age, just suddenly well, passing. Think like about that, it, dude. Like, I don't know. You do a quick Google search. You can probably find out how many people your age die each year. Hell, I'm sure. Year, I'm sure it's way higher than just one. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm a logical dickhead like that. Like I no, think of the vast number of it. You know, no, most definitely. You know, you think of, you know, when you actually go and do the research on that. I'm, I'm very sure. I know. I guess it was, you know, just the sheer fact of, you know, the 
the the stature of his name and then yeah it, it like that and he was like a pretty healthy guy for the most part wasn't he yeah pretty like it just came out of the blue kind of thing like it's an alarming like passing yeah that's what i like to call them it's just yeah, alarming because it, they're right around your age and you're like oh fuck like that could have been me you know yeah. that self-realization and then literally the earlier this year you know with uh jay briscoe he was he was literally like yeah. a year younger than myself Saying, yeah, I think he's my age. Yeah, I think we share a couple months together, and then he becomes a little older than me. Yeah, but that yeah, that, that was, was a little shocking. Me. Yeah, because I remember that one catching me a little spooked because very shortly, I think it was shortly before that, I had actually had a pretty bad car wreck myself coming home from work and then just all of a sudden I'm I get the green light I wait a second I get going and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye boom somebody sends me spinning like two or three times the cops literally thought I was coming from the opposite direction that I was that's wild so I've never been in anything like that but like I've seen the the damage that an incident like that has caused like it's not pretty sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I feel I, the, the shock of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that is about all I have. But before we go, where can people find you social media-wise? So if they don't already have their eyes on you, they can go ahead and get them there. Uh, it should be uh, NDCPOD or PODNDC on uh, Instagram. It's one of those combinations. Um, gotcha. Fearless Neil at X or Twitter, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I try to stay up on those as much as I can on Facebook. Yeah. Like I just kind of, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can see me, but I don't really add friends. I got like 900 requests, I think. So <laughs> it happens. It happens. But yeah, we'll yeah, get all they build up after a while. Oh, I can I can only imagine. But yeah, we will get all of that in the description. This will be out after the big H2O weekend, but I want to wish you well on that weekend. I hope both shows have a pretty great turnout. And thank you again for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Oh, no worries, man. Anytime you want to chat, I'm down. Oh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank mm-hmm. you.